This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. What is the world like today for the people who are frequently shocked, challenged and been at the forefront of changes that many see as outrageous? Are the rainbow people still changing their world for the better? I'm Malcolm Angus. Welcome to Outrageous, the program that investigates, supports and advocates for the rainbow people of New Zealand. Good day, listeners. Once again, to Outrageous, I have with me, happily, I'm pleased to say, Megan from last week, who was a Cadbury's worker. Now, Megan is not part of the Rainbow community. Um, I am, and so at least um, I'm talking on behalf of Megan's experience, where I think people from the Rainbow community used to work at Cadbury's, because she told me it was an extremely diverse organisation that looked after its uh, workers in the most extraordinary ways Mm -hmm. so that they felt like a community within a community. Um, We spent most of that interview talking about her efforts to reinvent herself after coming out of Cadbury's and the start of her new business. I met Megan down at the farmer's market. She was there at the car park entrance holding a bucket and so I asked her what she was doing and why she was doing it and this session, this interview as um, Megan is my guest, we'll focus on that today. Megan, welcome back to Outrageous and your opportunity to talk about why you were holding a bucket in the cold. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, Yeah, we hold a bucket uh, every Saturday on the old Cadbury's car park. Um, It was a bit of a tradition of Cadbury's. They used to fundraise on the car park um, on the farmer's market days. Um, So... that, that car park now belongs to District Health, Yes, doesn't the Southern it? District Health Board yes. now own the car park. Um, so l- last year, um, during COVID, we were like, yeah, a lot of our staff, um, yeah, struggled mentally from Cadbury. So we thought, how are we going to lift ourselves up and keep ourselves going? Because we rise when we lift others. So... We decided, um, we had a little plan, we decided to try and take back our chocolate factory and do the Willy Wonka thing and and, um, run some tours back through the building. So we managed to get that. We did successfully run the tours back through for one day through the building. But part of that was also getting the car park so we could fundraise off the car park. And um, so that's what we did. And we decided to support, because we have been affected by mental health from the Cadbury's redundancy. We decided to support, firstly, the first one up was I Am Hope, um, and that's the Mike King's um, charity. Now, treat me as ignorant, please, because I am. Yes. So explain more about that, please. Um, So I Am Hope supports suicide prevention. So they help raise money, um, what they call into a gumboot. They call it the Gumboot Friday Fund, and that is 
money straight into the Gumboot. There's no admin fees with it. It's straight money for counselling for youth up to the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fantastic, we love that, no admin fees on it. So um, straight money into the Gumboot for counselling. I hope also do a lot of where they walk into schools and they talk about um, suicide prevention and they have youth that talk to the students as well. Um, so we're a big supporter of that. And the reason why, because with our cabaret's redundancy, uh, the day that you're made redundant is not the end of it, that's the beginning of it. And you become so vulnerable as a person, and especially with that whole culture that we had inside cabaret. You were unexpectedly vulnerable, weren't yeah. you? You didn't expect what happened. I th- yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. Well, you didn't expe- we didn't expect it to be some of the treatment that some of the people did get afterwards, definitely. You, you knew what you were losing, yeah, but you didn't know what you were going to encounter. No, definitely not. And it's hard when you're kicked when you're down, mm. especially when you've got depression or med- mental illness. And then what we also found was it wasn't just affecting our staff members, it's filtering down, it's affecting our kids. So that's where the whole for I am hope comes into so it. So the 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 parents who worked in yes. Cadbury's, their yes. own mental health um, experience, uh, a bad health experience. One can be mentally healthy and in a positive way, but in a negative way, that of course was flowing on to their families. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me how you have interacted with this organisation and what you see it achieving? Uh, so f- from all of this, we um, we decided to form this little team called Project Hope and Beyond uh, because Cadbury's, uh, they have their own personal Facebook page for the, the a number of members of Cadbury's that want to be a part of it. But we felt, I've always felt like there needs to be a greater connection between the community and the people inside the building. So that, like right now, you've got the connection with y- me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, so we decided to create this other page called Project Hope, where it was not just Cabri members; it's open to the whole community, so we can come together as one. And so we created this page, and we decided to be a non-profit kind of volunteer group of ex-cabri staff members that would raise money and we're raising money for the mental health so we started off with the I Am Hope and we've also added into it uh, Life Matters because we wanted to look at the adult population that is struggling with mental health issues we want to now, Life them. Matters already exists or yes you, they yes they yeah. already exist yeah. um, and again that's a the money goes straight into counselling support no admin fees on that and then also with the whole project, with our youth being affected from Cabris, uh, we did have a staff member who's part of the Project Hope and Beyond team, and his daughter um, ended up with an eating disorder during the redundancy process. So it didn't just mentally affect her, she also needed hospital care as well. And so a bit part of that sponsorship is also raising money for a Ronald McDonald house here in Dunedin. So we also raise money for them. Now, um, again, I'm ignorant. Now, Ronald McDonald house, I thought, was for country people to come 
if their child was in hospital, is that yes, right? And yes. the country people can stay at that house, or yes, am I getting it wrong? Uh, yeah, so it's like a house um, for the families to come and stay when the kids are unwell. Yep. And then if the kids are well enough, they could go and stay at the house with the parents yes. as and well. And how many rooms would, will that provide? How many bedrooms or family rooms will that provide? Um, un- I'm... To be honest, I'm totally unsure, but we actually need to get one here first and donate it. Right, yeah. so you would you would envisage something yeah. perhaps with 10 to 15 yeah, rooms, definitely. family rooms. Yeah. In Auckland, I know they have two up there in Auckland. Two houses. Yes, yes. Um, they even have one down in Invercargill. Um, yeah, so Dunedin's like the last to have one. Is um, is McDonald's itself behind this? Yes, push? they do. And I'd like to say, because there is a, like, a little bit of negative, that's probably the hardest one to raise for. Uh, and there's a l- little bit of negative push on that back from the community because they go, oh, you know, I don't like McDonald's. But I think <laughs> being an ex-Cabri worker, I'd like to say, Cabri's used to fundraise on that car park for Kids Cure. Now, is that still in existence, Kids Cure? I believe it is still in in existence, yeah. Uh, But, you know, the Cadbury's product as a food product is probably not much better than McDonald's. So, you know what I mean? I have have Cadbury's, well, I have chocolates in my house. I don't have McDonald's in my house. I would have to say that I think the chocolates are better for my mood than than McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's, yeah. Sorry, McDonald's. Um, yeah, but also what McDonald's do do that the people don't realise is that they top whatever we're fundraising on that one, they top it up. So they actually right. now, add to it. When you say they top it up, because yes. m- my understanding is McDonald's is, if you like, a franchise. Yes. So that individual people yes. have the franchise ownership of a McDonald's outlet. Yes. Yes? Yes. So the McDonald's head office would be who would be topping up rather than an individual franchise outlet within Dunedin? Uh, Not 100% sure on that one, but we know when we drop off, we drop off to the main branch here in Dunedin and they do top up. Um, Where's the main branch? uh, On George Street. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. So you... We're collecting money, um, and the brief conversation we had was was mainly around youth suicide. Yes. Um, which is of huge concern to me, and yes. um, I've fought some battles in my own life to do with that issue, mm. um, and I don't want to re-take the ground from under your feet or, or, or mm-hmm. make it sound as though the issue I was dealing with was more important than yours. It's not. Um but to me, mental health and suicide um, are inextricably linked. Yes. Um, youth suicide, I'm not so um, certain about in terms of, of how that happens, except when it seems to affect young men who find out that they're gay. Mm-hmm. And um, there are too many of them who kill themselves. Mm-hmm because uh, of the sense that they will become an outcast within their own mm-hmm. families and perhaps within their mates, their, their peer groups, yep. and it all becomes too hard and overwhelming for them to deal with it. That's an area that I'm quite often um, concerned about and, mm-hmm. and, and put my thinking to. 
And that limits me, I'm sorry. Um, it limits me in my knowledge and my experience, and you mm -hmm. would have more of it and an understanding within the community that you live within. Mm -hmm. So youth su suicide, I take it, is of um, significance. Yes. In our community here in Otago or mm -hmm. New Zealand or yes. Dunedin, yes? Yes. I don't know the numbers. Maybe you can talk about it with some authority. I can't. Um. Yeah, well, we have the, the highest suicide rate for youth, don't we? I, I think in, we in do. In New Zealand, yeah. Yes. Um, and, I mean, just w from the Cabaries, we had a suicide as well. Mm, from the redundancy, from the, the redundancy, closing it down, Yeah, yes. um, and that was tough. And mm. um, Was that a, a different age group? Yes, it was a... Yeah. It, yes. Because um, suicide happens at any age. Yes, that's the thing. Mental health doesn't discriminate. No. Um, no. And I was, yeah, being being very honest, I was one of those people that was... Close. Yeah, very close to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I can describe how I felt. Like, during the, during, when you worked at Cabaret, you were on the side of the riverbank and then... The redundancy came along, and I felt like I fell into the river. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the river, you need support around you. You need people to keep you lifted, mm -hmm. because fundamentally you have to step up and make the decision to start to heal. But you need that support to keep you lifted while you start the healing process. And what happened was I felt like there was something dragging you down the river faster towards the waterfall and of course if you get to the waterfall and you go over the edge there's no coming back and for me a lot of that was the human behavior about not being almost a sep like we what we talked about in the first interview mm, mm. um being treated differently mm. um, I, there seemed to me to be two parts to to what happened to you one was the loss of something that you took for granted, mm. your workplace. Yes. We all take our workplace for granted, yeah. and some workplaces are better than others. Yes. It seemed like Cadbury's was a fantastic workplace yeah. that had many aspects to it that you expected to find outside of Cadbury's when you yeah. started looking for work, work elsewhere, yes. and it just wasn't there. No, you felt a bit let down by what you... More than let down, down I, would, yeah. I, I would suggest, yeah. that the workplaces were nothing like what you had no. known for so long. 17 years, was that right? Yeah, 17 years, yeah. yeah. So you experience the mental health, and that in itself has turned you towards helping others yes. with mental health issues. Definitely. And particularly um, with the youth suicide yeah. issue. Now, what is that money bringing? You've said that there's no admin. Somehow it must go into some account mm -hmm. and it must be then spread amongst the counsellors that are providing yes. the counselling. Yep. How does somebody get linked into that if there's no admin? How Are these counsellors advertised somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. So on um, the I Am Hope page... Mm, I Am Hope, yes. yes. So if people need support, if you jump on the I Am Hope page, uh, they do have a link on there where it says counsellors. So you can bring up counsellors in the regions of Otago, 
you know, Canterbury, you can see all your councillors. Now, you don't, you can choose which one you want, and you what you do is connect with them. Now, is directly. this going to require a payment for those councillors? No. No, no. So not. they they connect directly with them, and then that's all covered. So once they right. connect, then then they can get that counselling support. Um, the, with the Life Matters, I believe they do something similar. Yes. But they do down here for anyone in Otago. They've got the Hope Centre, which is down. Yes, at, I know it. At, I once had to be taken there myself. Yeah, they are amazing there. Yes, and I was taken by two angels who work in this place. Yeah. They are amazing, mm. um, and uh, they will definitely help to get you that support. Yes. And I believe for a counselling, I think the average for a counselling is like $134 is the last time I am hope we're saying for an actual counselling support. Right. So, you know. But this is all paid for yeah. through this funding that you do. Yeah, so we, we're raising that money yep. to support people so that they've got that support because you can, you, there's been a lot of noise with Mike King lately about the $1.9 billion that the government said they were going to put towards support for mental health. Right. And there's a few gaps in there of what's actually happening with there it. There always are gaps. And unfortunately, yeah. too much money goes on admin for yes. the distribution of those funds. Yeah. It doesn't. The $1.5 million doesn't end up being distributed. No. No. Um, um, so how is there a shortfall? With I am hope the 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 money that you're raising mm-hmm. is there a shortfall or is is the is the money you're raising meeting the needs? Um, overall, in all of New Zealand. Well, let's just talk about locally because locally, oh, well, I think definitely, like from what we've gone through, definitely we need more support. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've talked about the system. Mike King's talked about the system being broken. I think we have a few gaps in our society as well because, um, you know, the, talking back about being in the river and then being pulled down that river, um, that was human behaviour that was pulling us down that river. That was the bullying, that was the discrimination. Mm. That was some of the really mm. nasty stuff that happened mm. to us that dragged us down that river. For many people, mental health is is triggered by an event yes. or a number of events. Yes. It um, unless you have a chronic depressive illness mm-hmm. where there is no particular trigger um, and it just comes and goes, mm. um, which then has to be treated differently, I think, to the mental mm-hmm. health you might have experienced, mm-hmm. which was uh, is set off, if you like, by a traumatic change in your living. Yeah. Um, and when you go through a trauma, it yeah. brings all the other trauma back to you. So anything you've experienced earlier on in mm. your life, mm. that all, that, all that emotion, it's like waves at the sea. The, the sea gets bigger and bigger, and the mm. waves keep coming in. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah. I think that uh, what you've experienced is so common for everybody that yes. sometimes it's difficult then to separate the now from the past. Yeah. And, and that if you weren't able to develop some sort of level of resilience as a child... Um, to to the uh, slings and arrows mm. of, of outrageous fortune, which yeah. good old Shakespeare <laughs> wrote about. Um, uh, 
if you haven't managed to develop that yeah. and have a grounded personality mm. that you that you can fall back on inside yeah. yourself mm-hmm. and so many people haven't because life wasn't good no. as a child no. you know they didn't experience life and, in, in as a happy event and there wasn't the support for you like when you were younger like there is n- there's better support yes. today yes. much better because like right. when i was uh when I was 10 years old, I lost my brother, so mm. he passed away mm. um, after spending three months um, lying in a hospital bed in a coma with mm. a, a major head injury. Mm. So uh, when he passed away, I, I remember, and this is no fault against my parents whatsoever, mm. but I remember them saying, my dad saying, don't do anything to upset your mother. Mm. So I took that on board yes. not to get... And you just... Uh, kept all it in, yeah. yep. Yeah, suppressed it. Yes. You suppressed your own emotion. Yeah. Well, so, I, I went to a Scottish boarding school from the age of 8 to 18, and we weren't allowed to be no, unhappy. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you weren't allowed emotions. <laughs> we weren't allowed emotions. Yeah. Uh, we, certainly, no, no. there was no concept of depression for children yeah. back then. And my parents got divorced, and I was separated from my parents because I was sent from to the Scottish boarding school from Fiji at the age of 8. And never saw my family again as a complete family. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I was deeply depressed, but I wasn't allowed to be. You had yeah. to just no, um, you get on. And, and yet I have some school reports <laughs> which indicate <laughs> that, that if somebody had been oh. a little more um, compassionate and yeah. thoughtful, they would have said, this child is deeply unhappy and we need to do something but about people it. People are allowed emotions. They, yeah. uh, like, uh, I... From Cabri's, you heard the saying being said, oh, you know, just um, build a bridge and get over it, Mm. you know. And it's Mm. like you're telling someone to Mm. shut the Mm. F up Mm. and you're not Mm. allowed to have any emotions. That's what, like, you're saying to someone. They are allowed emotions. People, if the opposite to depression is expression. People need to express that, and they need they can do it professionally if you allow yep. them yes. to speak. I yeah. do remember once at school, this boarding school in the far north of Scotland, I was singing, "Nobody knows the trouble I've seen." <laughs> And some <laughs> master walked by and said, "Stop singing that song, Angus. <laughs> it's depressing." <laughs> so that was the end of that. Um, Megan, we have come to the end of oh our, gosh. Our, our, our lovely chat. Well, for me, it's an yes. important chat. It's yes. lovely to be in the studio with you, talking to somebody who was a complete stranger when we met, yes, and has <laughs> revealed themselves to myself and to the audience in such. A clear, important way. Mm. And as I said in the first interview, it seems to me that what you experienced as a Cadbury employee after you were made redundant and other Cadbury employees experienced the same was outrageous. I'm so glad that I've given you this chance to talk about Mm. your experience, but also talk about what you are doing in terms of mental health, supporting mental health and actively trying to limit the number of suicides that occur within our community. So Mm -hmm. I thank you for that, and I bless you for that, and I hope that you are able to continue this work. What I would like you to do is sign off on this program now. Mm -hmm. Again, come back to who you're raising money for, why you're doing it, and how that money is spent. It's all over to you now, Megan. (laughs) 
Uh, to the audience, thank you so much. We're so grateful for those people that support and just thank you so much for this interview. Uh, so my name's Megan Feely. Um, I mix Cabaries. I started my own business, NationFashion.co.nz. But and then on top of my being made redundant from Cabaries, we struggled with mental illness. So we started a project, Hope and Beyond team with ex Cabri staff members, and we're pulling community into it as well. We're raising money for I Am Hope, Life Matters, and Ronald McDonald House uh, every Saturday morning on the Cabaries car park. So you can come down and support. That would be amazing and. Um, to those people out there, if you've got a circle around the outside, it's a rainbow family. Hold on to that family. They're the people that keep you lifted. Can I say a couple of dollars makes a difference? Yeah. In the bucket? Every little thing counts is what we say. Thank you so much. Megan, thank you for joining me and um, agreeing to come on Outrageous. I'm so pleased that I've met you and that we have at last got you in the studio. (laughs) Um, That's it, listeners, from Malcolm Angus on Outrageous on 105.4 FM. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have been touched by Megan's story and you are also interested in reducing the amount of suicide in our community, particularly amongst our beautiful youth, perhaps you could support the work she does. That's it from me now. Thank you very much. This program has raised issues and made you worry about your or someone else's mental health. Here are some ways to get help. The best person to talk to is your GP or local mental health provider. However, if you or someone else is in danger or endangering others, call 111. If you need to talk to someone, the following free helplines operate 24-7. need to talk? Call or text 1737. Lifeline 0800 543 354. Youth Line 0800 3766 or text 234 between 8am or midnight. Depression Helpline 0800 111 757. Samaritans 0800 72 This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.